Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 1103 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And welcome to the it's pe- a celebration penultimate of edition of WGR's Fast Track, our next-to-last show of the year before next week's thrilling season finale, which will come your way live from Watkins Glen International next Sunday, by the way. Uh, we should be on from 10 a.m. till 12 noon next Sunday for a special two-hour show live from the Glen and the IndyCar race. And uh, IndyCar is one of our topics of discussion here this morning on the program. As coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to the gentleman that won last night's IndyCar race at the Gateway Motorsports Park near St. Louis. Current series points leader for Penske Racing, Joseph Newgarden, is going to join us at 11.35. Really excited to talk to Joseph as uh, he got the big win last night. Made an exciting late race pass of his teammate Simon Pagino to get the win. And Simon, or excuse me, uh, uh, Joseph is going to join us live here at the bottom of the hour. Talk about last night's race and his win at Gateway. And also preview next Sunday's race at Watkins Glen International, the uh, Verizon IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen. And that is uh, one week from today at Watkins Glen International. Jam-packed weekend coming up at the Glen. They've got like six, seven divisions of racing next weekend. Uh, the Indy Lights, the uh, the Stadium Super Trucks with Robbie Gordon are running Saturday and Sunday. Uh, a fantastic weekend on tap at the Glen next weekend. So we'll talk to IndyCar points leader Joseph Newgarden. Phone lines are open for those for you as well this morning here at 803-0550-1888-550-2550 for you to join us. Anything going on in the world of motorsports you want to talk about, IndyCar, NASCAR, whatever, local racing, of course, too. Uh, it's all on the table for you to bring it here this morning. Also, you can tweet us at FastTrack550 and Facebook.com slash WGR FastTrack. I just got to take a moment here right off the top, though, and just say, what a weekend. I mean, we've had crap summer here in western New York. I know I shouldn't complain about the weather with what the, the horrible thing Thing the folks in Houston, the Houston area are going through right now with, the, with Hurricane Henry, and I, I feel so terrible for those people. My thoughts are with everybody down in that area, but regard just putting that aside and that that horrible tragedy going on down there in Texas right now. It's been a, a crap summer here in Western New York, weather-wise. Uh, you know, just rainouts galore at, at local tracks, and uh, you know, it it's not, never hasn't gotten all that hot this summer. I mean, last year it was. Over 80 degrees every day and 90 degree days were all the time this year. It's, it hasn't even gotten above 90 and we've had, I think, like a third of the 80 degree plus days than we've had here compared to last summer. But this weekend's been phenomenal. A little cool, but no rain. And that's been the most important thing, uh, for the local racing scene. And, and how about the racing you had to choose from this weekend, either in, 
either side of the border, either in the states or in Canada. We've been this this was one of the most jam packed local racing weekends of the season. I mean, you you could go back to Thursday, really Thursday Ashwikan Speedway. They had the Super Dirt Car Series there, uh, along with sprint cars and late models. That was a jam packed triple show. They had a little bit of rain though Thursday night, but they still got the show in. But then Friday night. You know, you had all your, your Friday tracks in action, and everybody had kind of a, a big race that night, too. Ransomville of the Patriot Spring Cars. Freedom had the uh, a, a big modified race, an Outlaw 200 Qualifier Plus. They had the uh, co-sanctioned Sportsman Series race for the ROC Sportsman and, and the BEI Lightning Series. Uh, Lancaster Dragway had a big night on Friday night. Uh, you had you know all that going on Friday night, and then Saturday last night too. Again, everybody had some big races somewhere. Lancaster had a big street stock race, fifty-one lapper. Uh, the race of champions, dirt modifieds, were at Humberstone last night. Merrittville had a big race. Uh, Holland had a fifty-lap TQ midget race. Wyoming County had double features last night, uh, and you had the opening of Jucasa Motor Speedway yesterday as well too. And, uh, and and the fun continues today too. You've got couple options the other side of the border uh you've got jucasa today they're running at 12 30 uh for their first uh for opening weekend since 2009 yesterday they did qualifying and practice and today they are going racing at 12 30 and they've got 40 late models uh scheduled to start the the first feature they, they're going to run twin 75 lap features for the apc late model series and then they got uh outlaw late models too which are like big wedge late models kind of like a dirt late model if you've never seen them before uh, but on pavement, of course, uh, if you ever saw at Lake Erie, they used to run the main event racing series late models. Uh, those type, again, wedge late models, so outlaw late models, they call them, are running a 75-lap race, too. But they've got 40 just uh, the regular late models, the super late models, uh, running today at Jucasa Motor Speedway as well. And uh, Kenny Schrader's in the field and just a, a stacked lineup of all the top late model drivers from Ontario in action. You've got that this afternoon and this evening, Humberstone Speedway, big doubleheader weekend for them. They've got the Costco Memorial uh, modified shootout. Uh, that's been a great race ever since they, they started that in memory of Pete Costco back in 2015. Eric Rudolph's won both editions of the race so far. He'll be back at it tonight with should be a strong field. Of a of a big block and small block dirt modifieds tonight at Humberstone. So I mean, just again, we were we're blessed this weekend with the the racing the uh, quality of racing shows throughout the region, and we're hitting it on on all fronts with the weather too. With uh, again, a little cool, but no rain. Everybody got their shows in Friday and Saturday, and uh, tonight looks good tonight too. It'll be a little bit warmer uh, for the two big shows over in Canada. So I just again, I was just looking at the schedules on Friday and just couldn't believe what was shaping up. And it's been a great weekend. Looking at the results, uh, a lot of positive feedback on social media, and uh, just thankful to be a part of it here in Western New York and Southern Ontario. 803-0551-888-550-2550. We obviously talk a lot about the NASCAR Cup Series here on the show. This is their final off weekend of the season. Uh, after today, it'll be 12 straight weeks of racing with the final two races of the regular season and then into the playoffs for that 10-week stretch to crown uh, the 2017 Monster Energy Cup Series champion with the uh, the playoffs and the uh, the new points for- format for this year. But this is the last week off. After uh, Kyle Busch's Bristol sweep last weekend, and it's going to be uh, I- I- looking forward to these final two races of the regular season. Of course, next Sunday night you've got the uh, the Th- Southern Five Hundred, the Labor Day tradition that returned a couple of years ago, and then you've of course got the whole throwback theme with everything going on too. That's made it even. Uh, 
at, even added more fun to that race at Darlington. So you got everybody running the, the throwback paint schemes, and along with just the tradition and the history of the Southern 500 on Labor Day weekend. And then, of course, they'll wrap it up. Uh, on on uh, the Saturday night there, the following Saturday at Richmond for the uh, regular season finale to lock in the 16 drivers that will run for the playoffs. And uh, it, it's real simple at this point. Uh, if no new faces, you know, wind up in victory lane, as long as we have repeat winners the last two races of the year, then your drivers in on points, you know, are going to be uh, Chase Elliott, Matt Kenseth, and Jamie McMurray uh, pretty much unless – McMurray really falls on his face last two races and somehow lets Clint Boyer catch him, but uh, Boyer is 58 points behind McMurray, so he would need to really falter these last two races and Boyer have a couple outstanding weeks to pass him. But if, as long as it's repeat winners in these last two races, those three guys are in on points. It, it's They've got enough of a buffer that uh, they should be in on points. But if, if that's a big if, I guess you could say, but if someone like, any driver that has not won this year yet steals a win, then uh, it could really put the squeeze on those last couple points positions because uh, it's pretty close. I mean, Elliott, Kenseth, and McMurray, they're separated by 11 points. So those three guys could be fighting it out for just two and maybe even one spot, depending on how, if, depending on who wins these last two races of the regular season. And of course, all the names that we've been talking about that are still on the outside looking in, including, again, don't forget Joey Logano with the encumbered victory. But you've got Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez, who have just gotten on fire here in the second half of the season. These two rookies, uh, they have quickly acclimated themselves in the Cup Series. And they are, besides Logano, I mean, right up there. And, uh, you know, they're they're threatening to make their way in, too. They've pulled ahead of, of guys that have won this year. I mean, Jones and Suarez are ahead of Ricky Stenhouse, Casey Kane, Austin Dillon, all winners this year. And Jones and Suarez have accumulated more points than all three of those drivers. And Stenhouse has two wins this year. And Jones and Suarez still have more points than them. And you still got, you know, and Clint Boyer, who, you know, had a good run at Watkins Glen a few weeks ago. And he's been right on the cusp, too. So, uh, you know, where do these last two wins come from? Do you think that... Do you think that we could see a 14th and maybe a 15th different winner here in these final two races? Uh, it is possible. I, I keep thinking Joey Logano's going to do it. You know, every week you take a look at that 22 and you think, you know, maybe he'll finally get that win. But uh, now it's going to come down to crunch time here. And, and uh, you know, they have not still still not getting the results like they were having earlier in the year ever since that penalty. And it is, you know, it's been a head scratcher what uh, went wrong with that 22 team following that penalty for their encumbered win earlier this year. And uh, they're 14th in points, but again, they need a win to get it at this point. And of course, Ken, if anybody's going to win that hasn't won before, it might be the guys already in on points, which, uh, you know, wouldn't uh, hurt things too much. You know, if Chase Elliott wins, then Kenseth and McMurray just get the two point spots. So again, uh, they, it would have to be one of those outside names that we mentioned to uh, win to to really shake up the the final points positions. But uh, you could, you know, Kenseth has been he's been very close these last few weeks. Uh, good, you know, second at the Glen and, and good run at, at Brist, uh, Bristol last weekend. And uh, you know, he he could be one to steal a win here, but. Uh, I guess it depends if he wants to maybe take a risk and go for the win versus just trying to stay in on points. We'll see what the plans are with the 20 team. And Chase Elliott, of course, too, seventh in points, having another strong season in the Cup Series. And it'd be fun to see him get a win next weekend at Darlington, obviously, for uh, the history his dad has there at the Speedway. You know, going back to 1985 when Bill Elliott clinched the Winston Million. 
at the Southern 500, and what a memorable scene in, in NASCAR history that was. And for Chase to kind of to, to get his first Cup win next weekend, uh, that would be I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be something I'd pull for to see to happen if Chase could get his first win next weekend uh, at, in the Southern 500. And of course, he's running a throwback paint scheme to one of his uh, dad's old paint schemes, uh, the uh, one of his very early uh, NASCAR paint schemes that he ran. Uh, even before he started driving the uh, the Harry Melling car, the number nine car, uh, this kind of light blue uh, Ford, um, Chase is going to pay tribute to that with his uh, throwback paint scheme next week. Lots of cool throwback stuff. Uh, I think I think my favorite has been maybe Ryan Blaney's car. Uh, the Wood Brothers, of course, they've been around for so long. They have tons of of classic paint schemes, and it's kind of an '80s '90s theme for this year's uh, retro. Uh, deal and so they're they're running one of the the 1980s paint schemes that the Wood Brothers ran the, with the 21 car. I think Kyle Petty was the driver at the time, and uh, it's a really nice uh, looking car. So I, I think that's been my favorite. There hasn't been it. What it's not it's not been as good maybe as the the first two years of this throwback thing. Like the first year, they hit it out of the park. Everybody had had really cool stuff. You know, like Kyle Larson with the mellow yellow car and everything. Last year was good too, and then this year maybe they're starting to run out of ideas. I don't know, but uh, I, I just I'm not being wowed as much with the throwback paint schemes. But still cool to see what everybody's coming up with. Uh, I really like the uh, the 47 car, Chris Busher. You know, they're paying tribute to uh, an old. Uh, Patty Moe's paint scheme that she ran in, in the Bush series back in the day. That's got a real nice look to it, and they went with this gold leaf, uh, shiny gold uh, numbers on the side. That's a real nice retro look. Um, Kevin Harvick's got another sweet-looking car with uh, Bush beer, of course. So uh, waiting to see what uh, Kyle Larson, I think, is unveiling his paint scheme today. Haven't seen that yet. The RCR folks always hit it out of the park with their effort, not only with the paint schemes, but kind of the marketing that goes around with it. And this year, the three of Austin Dillon and the 31 of Ryan Newman, they're both going to have that classic blue and yellow Wrangler paint scheme on both of their cars uh, to obviously pay tribute to uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and uh, those cars look phenomenal too. So really looking forward to next Sunday with the Southern 500 and the race at Richmond to close out the regular season. And then of course the uh, playoffs getting kicked off uh, at Chicago later on in the month of September. Right now though, we're going to go to the AT&T hotline and coming up on September the 12th, uh, I'll tell you what, this time of year is fun. If you're a sports video game fan, you know, we had Madden come out this week. Uh, NHL 18's coming out soon. Uh, the new WWE game is coming out in October. But right in the middle of all that, September 12th, the folks from 704 Games are coming out with NASCAR Heat 2 for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. And joining us right now is executive producer from 704 Games, Sean Wilson, is on the line. Sean, it is Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, real great to talk to you. And uh, I have... Uh, Big fan uh, of uh, live a PlayStation Four, and uh, le- first off, I just want to say the first edition of NASCAR Heat last year was a great first effort from you guys, and it looks like this year's uh, edition NASCAR Heat Two is going to be much bigger and even better. Yeah, yeah. Actually, last year, I mean, we that was our first NASCAR game release. Mm-hmm. What we were trying to do is really build the foundation. As we had the NASCAR license for several years, we're going to build this thing into something phenomenal. And last year, it was important for us to get the physics right, get the the AI right, get the core racing experience right. And then this year, what we're doing is we've just added a ton of new content to the game. Just just last year, we didn't feel it had the depth that it needed, but mm. it came out, and we really were proud of it. But this year, we were finally able to add all the depth that we really wanted to get in. 
that we weren't able to get to last year. Yeah, you talk about that depth. Holy cow. When I saw the announcement, I, I almost couldn't believe it. But, of course, you're bringing back uh, all the stars of the Cup Series and all the tracks that go with the NASCAR Cup Series schedule. But on top of that this year, you've added the complete Xfinity Series tracks and drivers and the Camping World Truck Series tracks and drivers. That even includes doing some dirt racing at Eldora. So this is a complete package for NASCAR fans this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to get the Xfinity Series in and the Camping World Truck Series in was a big coup for us. I mean, it automatically just triples the amount of content that's in the game. And and the tracks, as you mentioned, we got the six new tracks in this year, Eldora, Gateway, Iowa, Road America, Mid-Ohio, and Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So um, right off the bat, any mode that we had in the game last year, we've tripled it in size because you can play all those, all these same modes uh, with three series instead of the single series last year. And, and and typically, you know, in games, you have all these choices of cars to choose from. In a NASCAR game, you know, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, the cars are basically similar. So adding the truck series and adding the Xfinity Series gives you more options um, and different physics models. And, of course, Dirt, and Dirt is phenomenally fun to play <laughs> in this game as well. Uh, it reminds me, of course, of the some of the folks from 704 Games were responsible for the PlayStation 2 Classic, the uh, the NASCAR Heat Dirt to Daytona. Was is there a little bit of? Did you go back to your physics notebooks from that game a little bit to when you were creating Eldora for for this year's edition? Yeah, I guess you, you can't help but kind of draw on your roots. A lot of us were at EA during the days of the NASCAR Thunder Series and mm. Chase for the Cup Series and. I actually worked on the 2005 iteration of NASCAR Chase for the Cup at EA, and, and we added the series along with the modifieds back then. And, and and it just resonated with the fans back then, and we knew that today the same way it would resonate again, or we felt it would. Um, and with all the EA experience that we have at 704 Games, we couldn't help but draw on some of those past experiences. Yes, as a racing fan up here in the Northeast, we were all very appreciated when uh, the Modifieds made the game back then uh, for uh, the, Na- the the EA Sports NASCAR title back in 2005. That was fun getting to play uh, Modifieds on a console game. Uh, real with with the different series, Cup, Xfinity, and Truck. Uh, do the each car, do each car or truck do the each, each series? Do they drive differently uh, when you compare them to the Cup series in in the game? Yeah, yeah, definitely they do. Each <clears throat> excuse me, each series has a different physics model and uh the good thing about 704 is we've got a, a couple of well we've got a lot of drivers nearby up in up in charlotte but mm-hmm. excuse me um brad kozlowski came in and was kind of giving us some pointers obviously he's driven all the series and he was giving us a lot of feedback feedback on how each series should handle and so we really listened to him and and, and bared down to make sure that each one of those series is a, is a different driving experience obviously you have the oval driving experience um for each series and they all feel different but also, of course, the dirt physics um, is completely different. It allows you to drift through the turns like you'd expect. Um, so you really kind of have four different physics models inside the game this year. Sean Wilson from 704 Games joining us here in WGR's Fast Track. Sean, I, I know you've also added to uh, the career mode and, and the online multiplayer for this year's game, too. Yeah, career mode, uh, with the addition of the series, um, it was a natural evolution, if you will, to put them into the career mode and... A lot of people want to have that that feeling that they've advanced from a lower tier to the higher tier, mm. just like the drivers do in real life. So in in the new career mode, we're gonna we're gonna set that up for you. You're gonna get some early offers in the truck series, and it's gonna be up to you to fight your way through the truck series, um, through the Xfinity series, obviously, and make it to the uh, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup series, um, and try to win the title. So uh, just having that those extra series add so much depth to our career mode um, this year. It's it's just so much fun to start off with like next to nothing and try to build your way through 
and you get offers to ride in um, different cars. So, if, for example, you might get the opportunity to ride in, like, Dale Jr.'s 88 car. Um, if, if you drive well enough, of course, you have to prove yourself out there to get those kind of offers. Right. It kind of makes you feel like you're really doing it in real life. And then uh, you know, the online multiplayer, which is very popular, and I believe you guys are bringing back the, the split screen, too, for uh, if it's just two people playing in their basement, too. Is, is that, that feature back this year, too? Yeah, that was one of the biggest requests that we had this year. I mean, online multiplayer is great. We were the first ones to put 40-player online multiplayer racing together last year. We brought that back. If you um, don't have that many friends and you still want to <laughs> our field, we can actually let you turn on the AI cars this year, which is also a first for online gaming, so you can always have a full field of 40 cars. But one of the things that we left out last year that was really disappointing to us, we really wanted to get to it, we just didn't have time, was the two-player split screen. Because NASCAR is a family sport. You know, you want to let fathers and sons or brothers and sisters play on the same couch you know and i know a lot of gaming is is evolving to online play but there's still that element of just sitting on the couch with your friends or your family and playing against each other and in nascar 82 this year we're going to let you play split screen two-player offline racing so i'm um, really proud that we were able to get that back in the game this year that's a, a yeah, great development uh, played plenty of of uh, split screen split screen racing days in my game uh, of playing with friends or uh, siblings uh, on on different generations of consoles uh, throughout the years uh, Sean, a couple quick things here before we wrap up. Uh, of course, with the advent of, of online, it's made it so that games can be uh, you know updated throughout the year with sports games, with with roster updates and everything. And you guys have tried to do that with the NASCAR titles, uh, adding paid schemes, and even uh, I believe back at the start of this season, you guys released an update for uh, last year's NASCAR Heat game, and I'm sure we're gonna, we're going to see more of that in NASCAR Heat too. Yeah, we were able to include this year more paint schemes than ever before on disc. So pretty much every Monster Energy Cup driver has two schemes out of the gate this year, which is nice. And we have a full field of drivers in all three series. There's no fake drivers um, in any of our series this year. But we do plan on supporting the game uh, as we go on over the next several months as new schemes get released. A lot of these cool Dar- Darlington throwback schemes come out. We're going to have... Um, DLC available so you can download it later. Nice. And and much of this is going to be free. So a lot of it we're just going to have up there for you to browse and check out and 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 pull it into your game and keep updating your game to keep it as current as possible. Uh last thing uh I guess for me personally, I when when you play the game last year, you know, you had to accumulate points before you could unlock all the tracks in the series. I kind of found that frustrating. I just I didn't have enough time to devote to the game to unlock all the tracks. Is that going to be similar this year or are all the tracks going to be playable uh, right when you boot up the game for the first time? No, absolutely not. You're right. That was probably the biggest complaint we received. So this year, every track, every driver is going to be available right out of the gate. So all 29 tracks you can play as soon as you put this disc in the tray. That's great. Uh, not, not, again, I, I thought it was a great game, but I just I couldn't devote enough time to get everything locked up. It was fun racing Daytona and, and Atlanta some, and some of those first handful of tracks, but uh, I, that's great to hear that we'll be able to experience uh, all the tracks, including uh, Road America, where the Xfinity Series racing today, and I saw you guys had a video on your uh, Facebook page, uh, kind of a lap around Road America inside the game. It looks really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Road America, all the road courses actually turned out really great, and you know, in, in the standard uh, Monster Energy Series, you only got the two road courses, so to be able to more than double that this year um, and, and have five total is, is just great. It's fantastic. And Road America especially, such a long course, such a, an intricate, yeah. um, techie course that you really have to get used to before you get really good at it. 
NASCAR Heat 2 coming out September 12th for uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and you can uh, even pre-order that game now. Sean Wilson, 704 Games, thank you so much for taking time here on a Sunday morning to talk to us, and uh, I I can't wait to uh, uh, download that for my PS4 and try it out here in Buffalo. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate Uh, it. Yep, no problem. Sean Wilson, again, from 704 Games and the new NASCAR Heat 2 video game. I, okay, okay, I'm 34. I have a kid, so no, I don't play video games as much as I used to. But uh, there's still, you know, those couple games you got to get every year. You know, I got Madden this week, and I'm gonna get NASCAR Heat too, and probably any, you know, NHL 18. You know, that's probably like my core three, four games I play every year. But I, I don't play n- nowhere near as much uh, video games as, as say maybe I don't crap. I'm, we're old, Mike. Was it like 20 years ago? Maybe I played a lot of video yeah, games, definitely. Sega Genesis. But again, there's still a, a handful you like to play uh, every now and then. All right, we get back. Uh, we're gonna talk some IndyCar racing. Joseph Newgarden, current series points leader and winner last night at the Gateway Motorsports Park. He'll join us next here on Fast Track on WGR. Hey, this is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Driving number 17, Fast and All Ford. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. 11.33 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track. There is some NASCAR racing today, of course. The Xfinity Series are in Road America up at uh, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin for uh, another road course race for the Xfinity Series. That is at, uh, I think it's 3 o'clock this afternoon, uh, and it's on NBC. It's on the uh, the mothership there, the Peacock uh, on NBC this afternoon. If you're looking to catch it on TV, they're about to start qualifying. I believe it starts at like quarter to 12, so they haven't set the field. Uh, fun thing might come into play as there is a threat of rain today at Road America. So in a, they, it's a road course race, so they've got the wipers. They've got the uh, Goodyear rain tires if necessary. So you could see some uh, wet weather NASCAR racing today. Uh, at the uh, at Road America with the Xfinity Series, so uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, that's always uh, maybe not fun, but just something different, I guess. When you when you see the the Cup cars, the stock cars in in rain, it makes for a, a lot of handful. Right now, though, we're going to go to the AT and T Hotline. Last night, this driver picked up his fourth win of the year in the Verizon IndyCar Series. He's the current series points leader. Driver for Penske Racing, Joseph Newgarden joins us on the line. Joseph, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning, and congratulations on another victory. Yeah, good morning to you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, we had a you know good good race here in St. Louis. It was good for us to be back in the IndyCar Series. We haven't run here since 2003, so it was fun running around with new pavement and uh, you know having a blast with IndyCars, man. You are the hottest thing in the series right now. Last four starts, three wins in the in a second place finish at Pocono. Uh, just uh, hitting it out of the park right now. Can you believe the amount of success you're having here late in the season with your Penske team? You know, I think it's always surprising. You know, I, I've, I for sure hoped we would be able to produce some good results and have a lot of success, especially when you're joining Team Penske. I think you're, you know, I, you know a lot of people expect you to win when mm-hmm. you're team, especially in the, you know, I think any any series that they race in, they're looked at as, uh, you know, one of the one of the highest teams in the series, or you know, in my opinion, one of the best in motorsports ever. So, you know, you always have sort of a target on your back when you join a team like that. Um, but it's difficult. It's not, you know, just plug and play all the time. You yeah. just always plug into the best seat and, you know, deliver results. Um, you know, sometimes some ingredients are missing. You might need, you know, a couple different things switched on, on the way you're operating or, you know, maybe you're not comfortable with the way the team works with the race setups. Um, you know, there's a lot of learning that has to go into it. But I feel like we're getting better throughout the year. I think we've gotten stronger as the season's gone on. The more that we've learned each other, the more that I've been able to adapt to the team, I think we've just gotten better. 
So I'm hoping that, you know, produces the results that we need in these last couple races. And then uh, even further in the future, I'm hoping that helps us in season two. Joseph Newgarden joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Let's talk about the race last night, Joseph. It was a, a very Penske night last night between you and Elio Castroneves and Simon Pagino at the, the. I was watching the broadcast on NBCSN, and most of the night, the those top three numbers at the top of my screen were one, two, and three in some order with you and your two teammates. But uh, it came down to a last lap pass of your teammate Simon Pagino, and uh, not you couldn't really rub fenders, but you guys made a little bit of contact when you went by him for the lead. There it was a very exciting move. Can you? Take Take us through it. Yeah, you know, we, we had led a lot of laps throughout the night, and we slipped back on our final pit stop behind Simon, and uh, we just got beat out by the line. And, uh, you know, for me, there's, you know, it's 40, 45 laps sitting on the on the, on the the board to go, and I, I didn't want us to lose the race that way. I didn't want to lose, um, you know, by not, not just, uh, you know, getting everything we needed on, on the stop. And, you know, we had, had good stops all night, and so our guys were doing a great job. Um, you know, we, it's just tough when you when you miss out on one position so mm. for me i wanted to get back by him as soon as possible you know as soon as we went green i'm thinking I, i'm gonna i'm gonna get back by him and uh, we got to win this race somehow so uh, he left me a little bit of an opening going into turn one as as i got a draft on him coming off four and uh, you know it's just it was very tight it was it was just enough space to squeeze my car inside but he uh you know he gave me enough of, of racing room that i needed and we had to touch a little bit to open it up once we got into the corner. You know, it, it started to close off as we were turning in. And, yeah. You know, that could have been, if I didn't, I had to move him just a touch to open the space. And if I didn't do that, I think it could have ended a lot worse. So uh, it was tough. It was, you know, it was definitely a bold move. It was one of those aggressive moves. But, you know, that's what we've got to do. I mean, we're racing each other. And, you know, unfortunately, it's a teammate. I've got to race like that. But at the end of the day, I'm racing my teammates for the championship. So sure. it puts you in a tough spot. After that contact, were you all worried about a, a tire potentially going down or maybe you, you did some suspension damage? Did, was that all in the back of your mind during those last 20 laps or so? You know, it really wasn't. It wasn't a hard hit. And mm-hmm. with the way the Indy cars are built now, they've got such a strong um, floor and that extends actually right past the wheels. So mm-hmm. that's why we're able to touch a little bit with the tires. Um, it's a, it's allowed us actually to touch a lot more side to side with Indy cars over the last five years and I think produced better racing for us with, you know, without just making the cars, you know, react violently to each other and spin out. So, um, you know, they're pretty robust. They're, they're sturdy. The, the suspensions are quite sturdy. If you're, you're just taking a, a small hit like that. And, and then the tires have always been so good from Firestone that we've never really had any issues from, from moments like that. So I, I wasn't worried about it. You know, I was looking at where he ended up after that. And I saw he got passed by Scott and he stayed off the wall, which was good. And, and then it was just, you know, about running away and, and trying to finish the race without any more moments like that. So, yeah. You know, fortunately, we had a little bit of a gap where we could just kind of finish the race cleanly. Last question about uh, last night's race. You mentioned it right off the top. First time the IndyCar Series back at, at Gateway Motorsports Park since 2003. And I'll tell you what, uh, the folks there at Gateway did a great job promoting the race. And, and it was a very great crowd last night, very visible from the TV broadcast. And it looked like uh, the race fans really enjoyed having you guys back in the St. Louis area. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, uh, you know, for us coming into a market that we haven't been into in, you know, 14 years, you, you never know what you're going to get. Mm. Uh, the promoters there did an amazing job. I mean, it was really, you know, a, a huge effort from the tracks part. You know, they had to repave the track was the thing, and they didn't really factor that in when we scheduled the race a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they went above and beyond, you know, what they were, uh, you know, called to do. And 
they made the race happen for us. They promoted it well. I think we had a bunch of support from Indianapolis just because we're about four hours away and things sure. there. And, um, you know, so it was a great market for us. We've always had, had good IndyCar fans there, good racing fans in general in St. Louis. And um, they came out. They definitely came out <laughs> last night. You could feel the energy before getting in the race time. Uh, it was really cool. It was one of those, you know, kind of short track. Not, not fully short track, but close to short track racing IndyCar nights where you were, you know, feeling the buzz before getting in the race car and feeling really good about, you know, what you were going to do in front of the crowd. Do you like the oval tracks like Gateway where you got to let off compared to maybe some of the bigger oval, oval tracks where you can almost run flat, flat out? Is it more fun when you got to kind of go slow to go fast? You know, I do. I, I enjoy, well, I guess for me, I come from a road course racing background. Sure. I've always enjoyed short ovals because, you know, to me, they're more like big road courses where mm. you have two massive high-speed road course corners. Um, whereas when you get into the super speedway stuff, that's, you know, that's true oval racing and you know, not that the short ovals aren't. They're just they're more akin to a to a road course. So I've I've enjoyed that, um, but I like them all. You know, I really like the diversity that we have in IndyCar. I think that's what I enjoy the most. Is that, you know, for us, we have to ba- bounce back and forth between all these types of tracks. Yeah. Every single week. I mean, we just came from a super speedway at Pocono last weekend, and you know, the short the short oval mentality is totally different. And then we're going to go to Watkins Glen this weekend, and that's going to be a whole other ball of wax. So it's. It's fun that we have to, you know, switch our brains and switch our strategies and setups so aggressively week in and week out. I think it keeps you on your toes, and, and it really makes you diverse within the series. It makes make sure that you're well-rounded as a driver. And, yeah, that, that's my next question. You just mentioned it. heading to Watkins Glen this Sunday, not far from here in western New York in the Buffalo area, the IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen, and you finished second last year to Scott Dixon, so I, I'm sure you're uh, just licking your chops waiting to get up here to Watkins Glen and, and try and keep your hot streak going as it uh, looks like it's a track that you can do very well at. Yeah, we'd love to. I mean, you know, I've only I've only raced there once, so Watkins is another place that they brought back last year, and it's it's been gone for, um, you know, a couple years before that, and you know, it was so sad that it was not on the IndyCar calendar because it's it's historically uh, an open wheel racetrack, and you know it's it's one of the best that we have in North America. I mean, it, it's 100% one of the best road courses you can race at, one of the greats. So I, I loved going back there last year. I was so excited to race there. Uh, it was a bit of a last minute deal. You yeah, know, at an event we were supposed to run at in Boston that got canceled, so we ended up going to Watkins Glen. But this year we've had a lot more time to promote it and, and let people know that we're going to be there. They knew they know we were there last year, so we're all really excited to come back. It's it's so fun with the the new pavement that they put down. It's crazy fast in the Indy cars. I thought we had pretty good racing actually, minus some of the fuel mileage stuff uh, in a couple of the stints. But um, yeah, I can't wait to go back. I think we should have fast cars. And you know what's cool that I just learned is if you get a general in this class, you actually can go inside the paddock, which we don't get anywhere else in IndyCar. Uh, normally, you have to buy a paddock pass. Mm. What that means is you can basically just go into you know where all the teams are, all the transporters. If you just have a, a GA ticket, so. It's pretty good access they're giving to the fans, I think, for the event. Yeah, that's phenomenal to just have that included with your general admission price. That is that is a great deal. And uh, last year I was there, and it was uh, not my first IndyCar experience, but I really took the time to kind of wander around and, and get get up close in the paddock area, and it's just amazing uh, just to see those immense haulers and those big compound you guys set up in, in the paddock area. It was it was uh, great to see up close and personal. Uh, last thing before I let you go, I kind of ask every driver this, Joseph, that we get on, what's your favorite part about the Watkins Glen course? Which section of the racetrack is your favorite? Ooh, I love the... Uh... Shoot, I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> What's the technical term for the bus stop there? The bus, no, it's the bus stop. I think that's how I always hear it referred to. 
I love the bus stop. I mean, <laughs> on our map, it's, it's you know it's corner four and five. But, yeah. Uh, the bus stop's great. You know, the, the kind of carousel corner after that, the long sweeping right-hander is fantastic. And then obviously we, we take a left after that corner. We don't, we don't turn right like the NASCAR boys and we go down into the boot section. So um, there's a lot to like. The boot's cool. You know, there's, there's so many high, they're kind of all high-speed corners. So it's, uh, and I, I love high-speed corners. That's my favorite part of road course racing. So it's hard not to like all of them, but uh, the bus stop's really cool. You can really hammer the car through there. I mean, we're taking it in like fifth gear in an Indy car, which is is stupid fast. I mean, you're doing like 155 minutes <laughs> through that chicane. So, um, you know, that's all in the mail, man. Right? You can't yeah. you can't ask for much more than that as a racing driver. Joseph, thank you so much. I'm sure it was a late night last night after uh, the tasting the spoils of Victory Lane, and good to talk to you again. The last time we spoke, you were eating chicken wings here in Buffalo, but good to talk to you again. Congrats on the win, and we'll see you uh, this coming weekend at Watkins Glen for the Verizon Indy Grand Prix. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. See you. Uh, all right. Joseph Newgarden from Penske Racing, your current series points leader in the Verizon IndyCar Series. And uh, this Sunday, IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen, uh, theglen.com for tickets. And you hear Joseph talk about it. General admission ticket, it's like a pit pass. You can go down to the paddock area. It's uh, If you've ever been to the Glen, you know, they've got the one garage area where you usually see, like, the, the cup cars for the garage area. That's not where the, the IndyCar sets up. They kind of set up. Uh, behind pit road and behind the pit road grandstands uh, that's where their paddock area is and again that, so with your general mission ticket you can go all through there see the setups uh, the the drivers you know if, you're, if you time it out right and you're lucky you uh, hopefully get an autograph actually i think they have an autograph session scheduled uh, scheduled this weekend too coming up for the car drivers so uh, the glenn.com for more information we get back We'll wrap up this edition of fast track like i said off the top a great weekend of local racing lots of results to get to and uh, we will uh, also squeeze in a couple more phone calls to 803-0551-888-2550 when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan for my friends at Batavia Downs. You need to discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination as they have over 800 of the hottest and in-demand video game machines, and they've got tons of great titles, and they're adding new ones all the time. Uh, all your favorite games tied in with some of your favorite movies, TV shows, celebrities. They're, they're a lot of fun, and of course, not only can you go in and play the gaming machines at Batavia Downs, of course, you've got the horse track there. Check out the live harness racing, place wagers on that, the great restaurants, and of course, they even have the hotel there now, too. You can make Make it a, a complete weekend uh, at Batavia Downs. Uh, my favorite part about Batavia Downs, of course, 34 Rush, Thurman Thomas's sports bar right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. Stop in, grab a bite to eat, grab a beverage, check out the sports and all their TVs. Uh, they had a ton of people there last night for the big fight, and they always roll out that big 15-foot projection screen for big sporting events like last night's fight. So it's a great place to check out major sporting events. Uh, you can watch horse racing from around North America, place wagers on it. Just a great place to hang out if you're a big sports fan. Batavia Downs Gaming is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m. And they're right off the thruway exit 48, right in Batavia. You can't miss them. And for more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook and Twitter for updated information on all promotions. And discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination. And tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And let's go all the way back. To Monday night, Ranceville Speedway special Monday night madness show, and Jeff McGinnis got the win in the modifieds. A uh, good close battle there right at the end, uh, holding off Pete Bicknell. 
Uh, Derek Wagner got the win in the Sportsman. Jake Stefanski in the Street Stocks. Ryan Plant in the Four Cylinders. And Cam Tuttle in the Novice Sportsman. Thursday night, Oshweek and Speedway hosting the Super Dirt Car Series. Matt Shepard getting his fifth series win in a row over Chad Brockman and Pat Ward there at Oshweek. And Dylan Westbrook won the Sprint Car Race. And Phil Potts won the uh, Go Nuclear late model race there on Thursday night at Ashwick and Friday night at the Big R. The Cobra Chuck Heaving took the win in the Patriot Sprints. Kevin Wills in the Sportsman. Jake Stefanski, third win in a row in the Street Stocks. Chris Leone in the uh, Four Bangers. And Bobby Pollock got his first career win in the uh, Novice Sportsman there Friday night at the Big R. Freedom Raceway, or Freedom Motorsports Park on Friday night. Billy Van Pelt won the Outlaw 200 qualifier for the Modifieds. Uh, the Sportsman was a dual-sanctioned race between the Race of Champions and the BEI Lightning Series. Adam Leslie got the win there. Bill Taylor in the Street Stocks. Brad Shepard in the Mini Stocks. Saturday down that action last night at uh, Lancaster National Speedway. Uh, Mark Hoke was declared the official winner of the Ken Eckler Tribute 51 Street Stock race after the original winner was disqualified in post-race inspection. Sean Nye got a second win of the year in the Sportsman. Dan Dressel in the Four Cylinders and Tim Gulo got the win in the Super Stocks. Humberstone Speedway kicked off a big weekend last night. Mike Bowman got by Eric Rudolph late to win the Race of Champions Dirt Modified Series event. Chad Chevalier in the Race of Champions Sportsman Series. And Bobby Tolton made a first start at Humberstone, a good one, with a win in the mini stocks. Uh, first time, I believe, there for the driver that runs regularly at the at the uh, Speedway. Uh, Genesee Speedway last night. J.J. Mazur, another crate late model win. Andrew Smith, another sportsman win. Dave Dubois in the 360 late models. Byron DeWitt in the street stocks. And Brad Shepard, second win of the weekend. He got one in the mini stocks. Bailey Logsdon, a win in the Bandits. Uh, also, last night action from Wyoming County International Speedway. They had double features after some rain a couple of weeks ago. The first SST modified feature went to Ricky Knapp over Daniel Majak. Tony Hanbury won the nightcap over Steve Fuchs and Timmy Lewis. Zach Meyer swept both Superstock races. Madeline Vert swept the four-cylinder races. And Brian Halley won the... Uh, uh, six-cylinder race there at Wyoming County. Merrittville last night, Chad Brockman winning the Modifieds over Gary Lindbergh and Pete Bicknell. Brent Bigelow in the Sportsman. Brad Sheehan in the Hoosier Stock, stopping Rob Murray's streak. Jamie Gilbert in the Mod Lights. Tony Kelly in the Four Cylinders. Gord McIntosh getting the, getting the win in the Novice Sportsman. Holland Speedway last night. Told you there was a lot of racing this weekend. Dave Wallaber Got the win in the uh, Mini Indy 50 for the TQ Midgets. Neil Dietz in the Pro Modifieds over Tommy Catalano and Scott Wiley. Tim Welshens in the Chargers. Ben Russo in the Hornets. Anthony Raforgiano in the INX Legends. And the Madman, Marty Hughes, getting the win in the Figure Eights at Holland. They've got a big show coming up this weekend with the uh, their traditional Labor Day weekend. They've got... Um, uh, the big big one for the Sportsman Modifieds uh, coming up. Actually, I think they've got the the George. It's the combined George Decker Memorial with their uh, traditional uh, uh, big uh, race Labor Day weekend for the Sportsman uh, coming up at Holland Speedway. So uh, that'll do it again tonight. You've got the uh, Humberstone Speedway in action tonight, six thirty. They've got the Modifieds tonight with the Pete Costco Memorial. That's always a fun event. Plus all their regular divisions in action. And uh, well. If you're not on the road already, you might want to start thinking about going. If you want to hit Jucasa, they start at 12.30 today. Uh, the old Cayuga Speedway opening the doors for the first time since 2009. Uh, big late model race for uh, the APC late models that run up there in Ontario. And uh, they've got 40 cars uh, in, the, in the lineup for the first, fe- uh, first late model feature, including Kenny Schrader is in there as well. So uh, can't wait to, to get up there. I probably won't get there this year, but hopefully next year you get a chance to go up to Jucasa. 
Um, they've repaved it, you know, new pit area, LED lighting. Uh, we talked to Alex Nagy, the general manager, earlier this year, and uh, a lot of folks excited about that racetrack reopening. And hopefully uh, some of the touring asphalt series here in the Northeast uh, start to book dates there at Jucasa for next season. They do have a NASCAR uh, Pinty Series race, uh, September 23rd, I believe it is. The season finale for the NASCAR Pinty Series has actually been moved to Jucasa. It was supposed to be at another track, but uh, due to some, uh, I believe, management issues at that racetrack, they've moved it to uh to Jucasa, so that you do have a second chance this season uh, to check it out if you, if you can't get there today. Uh, again, they start at 12.30, and again, Humberstone uh, running tonight with the uh, P. Costco Memorial for the Modified. So again, just what a phenomenal weekend of racing. Uh, hope you had a chance to check some of it out, or if not, uh, you know, you're going to check out some racing tonight as uh, just lots of fun action this weekend throughout the region, and was happy to be a part of it in some little fashion. That'll do it for us today. Uh, again, coming up next Sunday, our amazing season finale where we you know, leave you in suspense before the playoffs start in the NASCAR Cup Series. But we'll be live from Watkins Glen from the IndyCar race. Hopefully we get a bunch of fun guests like we did for the Cup race last month. We'll be uh, live, remote, and uh, wandering around. Hopefully talk to some fun folks. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you geared up for uh, the rest of the, the racing season. We'll highlight, you know, of course, NASCAR will be at Darlington. We'll talk about that, too, and try and highlight some of the big uh, local racing events coming up in the, the final month and a half of the local racing season, too. But uh, we'll be live from the Glen, 10 to noon next Sunday here in WGR. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.